Our scripture reading this morning is Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 21. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 21. In those days, the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration from Quirinius, the governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with married his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped them in swaddling cloths and laid them in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, the, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made, to, has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his holy word. Good morning, everyone. Let's say Merry Christmas to each other once again. Now, Christmas is one of those days that are very, that's, that's celebratory for many of us. But Christmas is also a day that is filled with lots of memories. When I look around us, I see both parents and both people who used to be children. And for those of you who are old enough, who are older, you probably remember the days of Christmas with your family. You probably remember the days when you would open your gifts and all you would have was a, a Connect Four or, or perhaps an Atari 2600 or, or whatever it may be, a Nintendo. You probably remember the days of what you ate with your parents and the time you've spent fighting with your siblings, but enjoying Christmas together. For some people, Christmas is a difficult time because perhaps loved ones have passed on and they miss the times they spent with family together. And for those of you who are in that situation, we, we know that God is ever with us and God 
ever ministers to us. For some of you, you're, you're making new memories. You're making new memories with mom and dad. You might say, mom, dad, let's put up this Christmas tree. It's time to get a new ornament every year. Let's go get that new ornament for 2022 and put it up there. Let's take a picture with Santa Claus together. Let's make new traditions that we may see what God is doing with our families. And either way, there will be times around this time, this time where you are just extremely happy and joyful what God is doing. And there'll be times we'll be very, well, have a lot of introspection about the past and seeking God for comfort and his love. But in the midst of all of this, of what is happening, in the midst of all of this, of what is occurring, even within our church itself, we know that we come here to worship a God who has loved us and a God who has nothing, nothing less to give and nothing more to give than himself. And as you heard in the children's message today, today is a day of joy. Whatever circumstances that God has given you, God is in the midst of you. And whatever circumstances that God has given you, God is showing you that today on this day, that we remember the birth of the Savior. And this day is not simply a day to, to look in the past and, and look at all the ways that Israel rebelled and God had judged. It's not even a day to look forward and to see all the ways that Christ will eventually suffer for you. But it's a day to look at the day, a day to, but today is a day to remember that God has initiated the final plans of salvation for all. And in God's timing and in God's love for us, in Jesus himself, we can stand and we can say, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. we can look at one another and say, whatever our lives may be, Merry Christmas. For our Savior will make all things whole once again. This is not a day where I'm asking you to sort of repress your feelings or repress your history. This is not a day where, I'm, where we are saying your traditions that you are making has, has no meaning. But this is a day within the midst of all of that to remember the birth of our Savior and to remember that in his life, his death, his resurrection, his eventual return, that joy is yours and always will be yours. In our age today, we often seek happiness. We are people who like to arrange our days, arrange our lives in order to do what? Well, find the least resistance to being happy. 
We are a people who, when we have difficulties in our lives, look to God and say, God, take these difficulties away. We live for momentary peace in our lives. We look for just times of celebration. But God wants us to see and God wants us to know that these times might come and go, ebb and flow. But the birth of our son Jesus and all the history that will eventually be accomplished, that that will never be taken away from you. Jesus was born for you. For you who believe in the Lord, Jesus was born to give you hope. A hope, hope in the midst of tragedy, but also hope in, the, hope in the midst of the good things that he has given you. Jesus is the one who will ground you. The star that will guide you. The one that will give you and your family peace the one who will restore all things in history. I implore you, go to Jesus and ask Jesus once again to be the center of your family. There is no perfect family in here. There is none. There is no perfect father who leads his family well here. There is none. There's no perfect mother here who nurtures their, their kids according to the Lord. Well, there is none. And there's no perfect child here either who obeys their mom and dad according to the Lord. But we strive for this. Every once in a while, ask your spouse. Every once in a while, ask your children. Is Jesus the source of our joy in this family? Is Jesus the source of our joy in our marriage? Is Jesus the source of joy in our life? Don't let that question weigh you down. Don't let that question make you hopeless. But instead, remember that in the midst of that, Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you. In the midst of that, Jesus still came down from heaven for you. You are not meant to be perfect. You are meant to admit to one another, admit to your children and children, say to your parents, we need Jesus and allow Jesus to minister to you. Now, we celebrate today as the day that Jesus was born. And we know that the angels sing, for the Savior has come to the world. And we know that one day when Jesus returns, 
the angels were saying once again, Hosanna, Hosanna to God in the highest. We know that all the nations will gather together in joy unto him. But there's something about Jesus that we need to understand. His joy comes in knowing that he will have to suffer and sacrifice. But he doesn't do it begrudgingly. He doesn't do it with a complaining spirit. But he does it joyfully. Think of it this way. Parents, you sacrifice for your children. You sacrifice much. Now, if you're a parent who sacrifices and tells your children, I'm sacrificing, that's not sacrificing. Sacrifice and love must go together. When the parent sacrifices for the child and says nothing but except, I love you, the child sees and child knows. But if a parent says, I'm sacri- says here, here's something I'm giving you, I'm sacrificing, and let me tell you what I sacrifice for you. That's not love. Oftentimes we think that when Jesus came to this world and sacrificed much to us, we often think as people who receive salvation that, oh my goodness, I am, I'm still a terrible person. I know that God saved me by his grace. But Jesus must look upon me and say, You didn't deserve this. Let me tell you how much I sacrificed. Let me read for you for you Philippians 2 once again, telling you that, listen, I used to be God. I came down here, taking the form of you, got made fun of all my life, was persecuted, flogged and died. Let me tell you all this, everything I did for you so that you must follow me. That's not what God did. You see, when the angels are singing for joy, God is also singing with joy. And we know that Jesus was joyful in what he did as well. For Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2 teaches us that Jesus did all of this for the joy that was set before him. Yes, he suffered through all of that. But he did it joyfully. Yes, circumstances were difficult for Jesus. And he had a hardship as well. But he did it for a simple joy. And a simple joy was knowing that you, you, that all of you would come to know him. He does not look at you and say, you don't deserve this, but I'll give it to you anyway. But Jesus came down from heaven willingly, lovingly, mercifully, And he looks upon you and he says, 
I came because I love you. And I will give everything. And I have given everything so that you know that I love you. This is an inexpressible joy that Jesus has in heaven. This is a joy that is expressed between the Father, Son, and the Spirit. This is the joy that is amongst the angels and the court of God in heaven. And this is the joy that we will experience in the end when Jesus comes down. But we must know that even today, be joyful. I know that many of you have this momentary affliction and it's hard. I know this life seems difficult. I know that when God throws you a, a bone and things that seem going well, you think that, that life is great. But let me tell you, parents, when you love your children in such a way that it's not quid pro quo, I say that so the kids don't know what that means. So it's not quid pro quo. Kids that are loved will grow up to be people who understand what the love of Jesus looks like. And you who are parents, as you give freely to your children, you will understand even more the heart of our Lord Jesus himself. But even for all of us here today, the affliction that we go through, we go through because, well, as we see in James chapter 1, we count it all as joy. Just like Jesus did. Everything that happens in our life, we count as joy. Not a Pollyannish joy, not a fake smile, but a joy in knowing that we are receiving the goal of our lives, and that is our salvation. And so today, I urge you, I call upon all of you on this day that Jesus was born, this day that if we looked at it from the eternal perspective, God becoming human, that's a good thing for him? No. Someone eternal Becoming someone who, who can die? Is that a good thing for, from that eternal perspective? Not really. But there's joy because of its purpose. God came to save you. And our God, Jesus, will do everything and has done everything to accomplish his joy. Let us do the same thing. Let us follow diligently. Let us obey with his strength. Let us allow our families to, to reflect his glory and his joy. Let us, let, let us allow this church to do the same thing. That all the kingdoms may know, all the peoples may know that today is not just a, it's not a happy day. It's a joyful day, for our Savior has come. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you once again.
that you have called us as your children and that we are here today. We thank you, Lord God, that on this Christmas Sunday that you have allowed many of us to see our family members, Lord. It's been a long time for many of us. And we thank you, Lord, that in so doing, we remember your blessings. For those of us, Lord, who come from covenant families, Lord, we remember, Lord, the faithfulness of our parents, our grandparents, imperfect as it may be. But we thank you, Lord, that they demonstrated to us the love of Christ. And we, too, were able to come to faith as well. For some of us, we remember, Lord, the hardship of our days, Lord God, the hardship of not knowing you, the hardship of being lost. But then we were found by you, and our joy has been restored unto you. And so, Lord, we remember, Lord God, on this Christmas day, that we're not here to just to be happy. We're not here to just to commemorate another day. We are here to remember, Lord, that joy has been restored in full. So help us, Lord God. Help us to practice what you practice, sacrificial love, that all peoples may see that Jesus was sent from you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.